970 WAMD Aberdeen, and this is the Harford Edge, keeping you on the cutting edge of what's new in Harford County and beyond. I'm co-host Mary Hassler, CEO of the Harford County Public Library, and that is the amazing, wonderful, handsome Bob Mumby sitting with head, so, headphones that he almost just choked himself on a few minutes yes, ago. Yes, I was attacked by Great a set of headphones. <laughs> I blame myself. <laughs> And by the way, you did read all those words that I wrote for you to read correctly yes, about Yes, I me. did. Thank you very much. The Harford Edge is brought to you each week by your Harford County Public Library. And today, I'm very excited and honored to be speaking with General Manager of the Aberdeen Ironbirds, Matt Slattis. Well, hello, Bob. How have you been this week? Good. Busy. But I'm not going to get any sympathy out of you, Mary, <laughs> or Matt, because there's, I think there's four of each of you, I, as I always say, um, based upon everything that you folks get done. But I do have three things I'm annoyed at. What are they? Again, people, Matt's probably even too young. I bought a, a bag of Cracker Jacks the other day. Oh, a bag or a box? Yeah, they don't have the boxes they anymore. Do That's the, the first thing anymore. I'm annoyed at. Oh, surprising. Wow. And it's the annoying bag that basically oh. when you crinkle it, it's, it's, <laughs> like, the, it's like a jet engine. Yeah. It's that really loud stuff. <laughs> yeah. And um, there were two peanuts in the whole bag. So, so sad. Did you get a toy at least? Did, yeah, did you get yeah, a it toy? Was some, uh, it was some fake tattoo. It was a one piece of paper. It was nothing, you know. Did you give Cindy the fake tattoo? I think it's already rubbed off. <laughs> oh, I see. I understand. <laughs> so what's your second pet peeve or annoyance this week? Those plastic things. The plastic encasements what? for electronics. <sighs> and when you buy like a USB thing or... They're, they're literally death instruments. Um I, I always struggle with, do I use my teeth, do I use a scissor, do I just, the brute strength I don't have. See, really, that's not, it shouldn't be in the packager's, um, the, the packager's Bible. Does someone have to decide what sharp, dangerous implement they have to use to open your package? So, inquiring minds, well, and in 2017, yes. 16, 2016, there was 1,251 emergency room visits from that packaging. You're kidding. No. Why would I make that up? <laughs> <laughs> Although I could have. You could have. We would have believed you. <laughs> and under cross-examination. Hey, that could have been fake news. <laughs> so, all right. So we're into the holiday season now. We're almost into the holiday season. And not me. I'm trying to forget that Thanksgiving is not too far off. But have you ever tried to open the gifts that is like a Barbie doll 
or any of those toys with all the tiny little twisty, t every little arm, hand, finger, leg, toes, neck, head are ratcheted yeah. down with little twisty ties. And not only that, then the, the best part is then they're taped. And it takes you an hour to get this doll or whatever the toy is off the cardboard backing of the box. Marquis Desaad is the packaging designer for those. But they've spoken like a true new grandma. Oh, uh, I'm not that new as a grandma. But it's like, oh, uh, so now I look at the packages before I buy the things. So how, how long is it going to take me to get this open for Ella or Hannah or now little William? I know. Well, I, you know, well, they don't think about it. Like, I just, I bought a bottle of water. I'm showing it to Mary and Matt. You have to take off that little foil seal over the cap where they... There's a foil seal now on you, our water You know, bottle? like on top of yogurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, really? but, but they, they make the tabs... <laughs> so tiny. M m inf infinitesimal or minuscule, so you can you can't even find You can't even okay. get a so grip on the tab. I take a sharp a knife and go like this. I do it with a pen top. So, and then you have to take the wrap around. And then yes. I still haven't figured out how oh, to make it a squirt bottle here. I, I still spin the top off. I still drink it like it's a regular bottle. So anyway. I love smart water. Not that I'm plugging it, but I do drink quite a bit of it when I work out. But it's got this little tiny, that little plastic thing that you have to find the edge to get it off. Oh, my gosh, yes. Okay. Anyway. Well, well, we've spent enough time on what annoys us. We'll spend more later. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay, we have some trivia. We do have some trivia. I have reinforcements with me, Mr. Okay. Matt Slatis. And I want to give a big shout out to Jen Button, who put these together for us. You know, because she loves doing the trivia. She has a lot of fun doing it. And she got to go see the new movie last night, the new superhero movie. And I can't wait to hear what she thought about it. So anyway, the first one is... The art of, and this is a random question, she even categorizes them. I think she's becoming a real librarian. What do you think? That's okay. impressive. The art of paper folding is known as what? Origami. Excellent, Matt. <laughs> All right, here's another one. In 1939, the movie The Wizard of Oz lost the Academy Award for Best Picture to what film? Gone with the Wind. Yes, it did. Awesome. Okay, I think we're going to be. That was a good year. That one predates me, Bob. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was only one. <laughs> All right, so here's a science question for you. Which shark is the biggest? I think I'm inclined to say gray white, but I feel like it's a trick question. I, I, I think it's whale shark. It is a whale shark. How did you know that? Because, well, I forget people's names I met this morning at breakfast, <laughs> but I can tell you the starting lineup of the, of the Washington Senators from 1971. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. All right, so let's go on to music. So this is Bob's favorite category, and he always knows these answer. Released in 1992, what is the best-selling soundtrack album of all time? So that... Can I take a gander? Is that Forrest Gump? No. Rudy? No. Philadelphia? No. Did they even have sales? Titanic? No. That's a good uh, guess, though. That would be a good... That was probably one I would say. 1992. Forrest... I like it. Oh, I like it. We're stumping them. Yeah, Is it... Was it a... Uh, was it a musical, or was it just a soundtrack? Uh... Well, it was... It's based on a movie. Based on a film that had music in it. In Newsies? I don't know if I would call it a musical, though, but it, it had a lot of a prominent music in it. I would not call it a musical. But okay. it, it, and uh, it was good. Um, was Costner in it? 
yes. Dances with Wolves? <laughs> no. Waterworld? Bull Durham? I Waterworld. I thought that was great. So what would you say? Uh, Bull Durham? No, that yeah. was a good one, too. I'll tell you why I thought it was Dances with Wolves, is that when I was a professional figure skater, a lot of people used that music. So I, I, yeah, it wasn't that much of a left field question. I didn't know um, you were a professional figure skater. Okay, I need to know more about that. We f- well, follow figure skating. Oh, we'll skating. talk about that when awesome. we interview you. Pairs now. or singles? Both, but prominently pairs. Okay, awesome. Oh, With his sister. Your sister? My baby sister. Oh. Who's now in her 30s. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I don't, man, 19- Oh, I like this. This is awesome. Um, Untouchables? No. Um, 1992. No Way Out? Jurassic Park. <laughs> We're missing a really like, obvious oh, yeah. one. Oh, we? you are. When you hear this one, you'll be like, ah. Oh. What was he in? That... Like a lot I of... think it was Kevin Costner. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, he had a really big part in this. Really big part. But you know, this, JFK? Is, this is kind of a chick flick, maybe. So Ghost? Like... No, not that, not that bad of a chick flick. <laughs> Bridges of Madison County? Oh, no, gosh, no, 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 now we're really getting Terms of Endearment, no, Steel Magnolias, no, 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 Fried no. Green Tomatoes, all those ones no. that I'll never watch. Oh, I watch. love Fried Green Tomatoes. That's not a chick flick. That is an awesome movie. <laughs> oh, I don't know. You stumped me. Yep. All right, The Bodyguard. Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. Oh. Kevin, that was Kevin Costner. Didn't yeah, he play the Secret Service guy? I, I was going for more of the, the John Williams, the... Uh, yes. Yes. I could figure it would be John Williams or Danny Elfman yeah. from, uh, or from some Disney thing, but Disney. Disney's a musical. But, all right, so this one you're going to get instantly. A young woman in the 1920s that behaved and dressed boldly was referred to as what? A flapper. A flapper, yes, indeed. That is correct. Okay, so you feel better now you got that one? Over yeah, there. I do. Okay. Oh, good. I don't... I'm not too happy with the term, though. <laughs> All right, so Red Vines is a popular brand of what type of candy? Licorice. Red yes. licorice. Do you like red licorice? I'm a huge fan of Me red too. licorice. Me too. Awesome. I love licorice of all types, too. Yeah, but you know what? I'm annoyed again because somebody right. sits behind me in a theater with those. With licorice? It's yeah, quiet. and they take one, they rip it oh. off of the the, uh, the rest of them <laughs> it's while the it's still in the bag. It's the packaging. Take that, out three. That would be a perfect Seinfeld. Episode. That would be. And you know, that, that has that weird cellophane packaging that makes so much noise well, right. and it doesn't have to be you have to know to open that before the movie starts. true i agree Common courtesy. All right. and if you if you buy milk duds i love milk duds and you first of all you shouldn't be shocked that there's two left at the bottom that have sort of melted, melted a little together. and rewelded themselves <laughs> to the box so you don't bang the box 14 times oh, during... i'm gonna bang that box until i get those last two honey that you can take to the bank you just open up the bottom uh, and take it out that way come right. on people so, okay, here we go. This is a literature-based question. So, who is the author of The Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings trilogy, gentlemen? J. R. R. Tolkien. Very much, yes, yes. And were you the ones that went to the midnight premiere of any of them? That was not me. Oh, I did. I dragged my daughter to it. <laughs> All right, here we go. And I think we've had this question before. Which city has the largest population in the world? Is it Mumbai? No. Sao Paulo? No. Tokyo? Yes, Tokyo. Tokyo, Japan. So here's our sports question. Uh-oh. <laughs> Which I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I would Cal consider. Cal Ripken. I'm not sure if I would consider Great this boss. sports. <laughs> I, I, I don't quite consider this a sport, but it says sports on it, so I, I, I don't doubt Jen. Okay. Bobby Fischer is considered by many to be the greatest player of all time in which game? Chess. 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 Is chess a sport? Depends who you ask. Isn't it a game? 
which is different than I don't know. Okay. Well, and who did he beat? I don't have no idea. Boris Spassky. Oh, you guys know all of this. Did you know that? I knew he was right. a Russian. Yeah, I didn't okay. know. All right, so this is, a, this is a baseball question. We okay. have a baseball question. All right. What major league baseball team did the Walt Disney Company assume operational control of in 1996? The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. The Anaheim yes. Angels. Exactly. California, California Angels. Angels. Yes, California Angels. They've had a lot of names <laughs> in the last couple of years. I was reading all the different names. Was that for uh, Angels in the Outfield or just Naked after. Gun? Yeah. Just, just after. Just they bought after. that team just after that. So moment. who founded the team in Los Angeles in 1961? Oh, no. Who founded the team in 1961? Come on. Gene Autry. Gene yes, Gene Autry. Uh, let me see what, what else. Why, why did, and where are they currently we located? That? Anaheim. Anaheim. Have you all been to Anaheim? I have. I have. I, I love Anaheim. I love Disneyland. Anyway. Um, they're called the Anaheim Angels since 1997. And they won their first and only World Series in what year under Disney's ownership? They beat the um. Well, they beat they beat the they Yankees beat the, in in the in the. Uh, they beat the Giants, I believe, and it it was. Could it be? O two. Yes, O two. Very good, Bob. Wow. They, they went to seven games too. That was the series where uh, Dusty Baker's kid had to be swooped up. Oh and yeah. Played as there was a, a bang bang play coming at, at home plate. <laughs> His kid, who was what about? He was six? probably six or seven. Went to pick up a bat. He was the bat boy, and all of a oh, sudden, gosh. the runner's coming from third base to barrel over the catcher, and it, oh, it may even have been Barry Bonds that uh, swooped in and picked him up like a baby and got him out of the action he didn't know he was in. Oh my gosh! Oh, could have oh. been disastrous. It could have been disastrous, and I, I didn't realize this either. The team was actually sold to advertising magnate Artie Moreno in 2003, even though there's still some connections to Disney. Still some connections to Disney, and the, the interesting part about that was he became Major League Baseball's first Hispanic owner when really? that transaction took place. Wow. You're talking in in in, in Matt's I know, power, ha power I know. alley right now. But I like listening to somebody actually, and by the way, they did blah, blah, blah. I'm like, awesome, awesome. <laughs> well, anything with Disney I'm thrilled about, and I like baseball too. Well, I have one for you two. Oh, no. Name the only two members of the Baseball Hall of Fame. Who never played, managed, or were front office in baseball? Oh, that's a Matt question. That's a good question. Never played, never managed, managed or were in a front office. Mm -hmm. So can you go with broadcasters? Uh, nope. It's not, uh, a bro not broadcasters. Owners? Oh, but no, entertainers. Entertainers. How about uh, Max Bob Patkin? No. This is, no, and this is two entertainers. In act generation or no, but they had, they, their act was together with each other, and they did one bit. Oh, uh, who's on first? Who's yeah. on first? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Wow. All right, so all right, so one more question or two more questions. Do we have time, Bob? Uh, sure. All right, so this is about the month of November, which is what we're in at the moment. So how many days does November have? Easy one, L low ball, soft pitch. Thirty. Oh, I like all these analogies of baseball. Tell they will Jennifer. Come, they will come back to me as we keep going with this radio show today. Um, 30. Okay, so what month was November originally in the Roman calendar? What number of month? Ninth. Was it, please? Good grief. These are September was 7th. Wow. Sept. October was 8th. This November was 9. Nove. And December was 10. D-E-C. Deca. Did you take Latin? No. I no? took Greek. But you know. But it's similar. You know what they added? No. The two months that they added? No. In honor of the Caesars, that's why the 
four months got bumped back. That's why seven is now nine. Ah. So Julius and Augustus Caesar, July and August. July and August. Wow. Interesting. I can go to bed now. I've learned take something the, new today. Take, take that, Jennifer can... Button. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what famous beat? Oh, these aren't Jennifer's questions. I actually picked these up in our lunchroom. Okay. <laughs> Somebody put out trivia for, that for the staff. And I'm like, oh, these are interesting. Uh, what famous speech was given on November 19th, 1863 by Lincoln? That's an easy one. Gettysburg, Gettysburg I think it's a Gettysburg Address. And... Um, what is the flower for the month of November, gentlemen? It's easy. You start seeing them popping out like August. Mums? Like, uh, chrysanthemums. Mom. Yes, okay. And this is a really good question. What does Hartford County Public Library celebrate on Columbus Day every year? Uh-oh. And Should no, it's not that? the library gala. It's, um... <laughs> We're closed, but we're actually there at work. National Reader's Day? This is Day? a trick question. You guys will never get it. Okay. Okay. Our staff day. It's when we celebrate uh, all our accomplishments, achievements, awards, recognitions. I think you went to the well once too often with the yeah, cafeteria no, things. Now you're going to ask us about the OSHA <laughs> sign poster that's up. <laughs> How many days has it been since the last library injury? <laughs> last library injury, probably a Opening week. Opening one of those packets. <laughs> all right. Okay. So I think we're done with our little trivia. And... Do you want to go to some local news? <clears throat> yeah, we're going to abbreviate the news because um, uh, we have a lot to talk about. But we just uh, want to uh, honor and offer our prayers for uh, Detective Sean Souter and his family and his brethren, the men and women who uh, worked with him um, in law enforcement in Baltimore. He was um, killed while investigating uh, a, a homicide um, he was shot and uh, died uh, yesterday from his injuries. And five five children, 18-year vet. But one thing that touched me um, is they interviewed the mother of the murder victim whose homicide he was investigating. And she said, I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, he was my rock. Now, this was a public servant who was working hard in a, in a not an easy environment for anybody down there um, and this uh, mother of the victim um, that's how much he meant to her and what, obviously what compassion and, uh, he was showing to her and trying to um, to solve this and get some justice so um, thanks to these folks who suit up every day and don't know what don't know what they're gonna face that day so God bless them amen absolutely all right, so now it's time to go to a break, and when we come back, we'll be talking with General Manager of the Aberdeen Ironbirds. The Hartford County Public Library's Innovation Lab, located at the Abington Library, is now open to the public with hands-on training for area community members ages 6th grade and above. Through creative experiences in the Innovation Lab, you can develop new skills, resources, and products that will help to drive Harford County's economy forward. The Innovation Lab's technology includes the MarketBot Replicator 5th Generation 3D Printer, 3D Creation Software including MarketBot and PrinterBot, 123D Make and 123D Design, Professional Green Screen with Studio Lightbox in both Apple and Windows computers all to help create your electronic video, audio publishing, and 3D design projects. 
For more information or to reserve the Innovation Lab for your special project, call 410-638-3990 or visit the Abington Library at 2510 South Tollgate Road. Welcome back. I'm co-host Mary Hassler, CEO of the Harford County Public Library, and that is Bob Mumby, and this is the Harford Edge. We're delighted to have General Manager of the Aberdeen Ironbirds, Matt Slattis, in the studio with us this morning. Welcome, Matt, and thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me, Mary. Bob, it's a pleasure to be here with you guys today. Uh, welcome back. Um, and I would just like to say, Siri thinks your name is Matt Slattus. Whenever, and, when I called you about this, and I don't often correct people, but it's actually Slatus. So oh, we've Slatus. got three different pronunciations. <laughs> I've heard them all since I was about two years old. So as long as you don't call me "Hey you," well, I'm okay with it. Try having Mumby as a last name no, for try variations. Try having Prizendorfer or Hassler for a last name. <laughs> okay, we're all burdened. Uh, Matt, tell us about Matt Slatus tell you about Mount Slatus. Well, I grew up in New Jersey, um, just outside New York City. I had the, the pleasure of going to uh, my undergraduate education at New York University, NYU. Um, I have been able to work in professional sports for almost 20 years, uh, 17 of which have been spent in professional baseball. I had a, a short foray into uh, the National Basketball Association and the National Hockey League. I spent a little bit over a year at Madison Square Garden working with the New York Knicks and Rangers. Uh, also, spent a year operating my own professional figure skating production company. So I produced a show called Stand Up for Life uh, with Oksana Bayul. Uh, so we <clears throat> produced that show on behalf of the Susan G. Komen Foundation. Uh, and when I had the opportunity to, to get back into baseball, I did that. So came to Aberdeen now about a year ago to operate the Ironbirds. Um, five years prior to that, I spent overseeing the business of spring training for the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Chicago White Sox. Um, also spent some time with the Cincinnati Reds and Cleveland Indians at their spring training facility. Uh, but I'm happy to be here in Maryland. It's, it's great to be back on the East Coast. My wife is a professor now at Towson University teaching English literature, and we're thrilled to be making our, our home. And uh, soon, as of next week, we'll be raising a family in Maryland. So it's been a, a wonderful 12 or 13 months, and we're happy to be here. Is the nursery ready? The nursery's ready. You know, Bob, I was thinking as you were talking about those darn plastic boxes, uh, how I nearly threw a baby swing through my <laughs> living room windshield window last weekend, but that is now assembled and ready as well. Um, so we're excited. Yeah, it's uh, probably about 10 days or so until uh, baby boy joins us. Baby boy. Congratulations, Thank Matt. You. That's Name? wonderful. Thank you, Mary. Name? Can't, can't share that with you yet, but okay. we, we have one. And it was a, is it clever or is it more traditional? It's not named after a food, I can tell you that. It's it's definitely a traditional name. Oh, okay. that's wonderful. That's amazing. It's true. Well, that's great. Good. That is great. Good luck and congrats. Uh, Thank you. On all that. Your life will never be the same, Matt. That's what everybody tells me. If I had a dollar for every time I heard that, I'd at least be a rich guy. Um, and let's get, uh, we have uh, so much to talk about. I just want to open up by saying this was not, your idea, Matt. It was it was mine. I there's so much going on now, so much has has a, it's been a great season. There's a lot of things up in the air right now. We know it's another new season coming up, and uh, we thought it was time to have you folks on. So, because as Mary will tell you, the, the, her the mission for this show is to just to have people understand and know as much as they can about what things that are going on in our community. So Mary was all for it, and we're glad you uh, 
you folks agreed to 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 be on. Um, so, uh, with with that, um, Mary and I are biased because we're both season ticket holders, and we <laughs> loved so many things about the 017 season. Give us a little rundown on what you guys thought. You you started when you came on board I, in I January. I started during the last week of the 16 season, so I, I had the privilege of seeing the last three or four games of 2016, and then leading the club through. Um, what's probably best described as a pretty interesting offseason. Uh, so in the last 13 or 14 months, we've had the opportunity to really build a, a great crew of staff at the ballpark. Uh, we hired a, a gentleman to oversee our ticket sales and ticketing department. He was in a similar role with the Atlanta Braves. We hired an operations director who had actually been an Orioles minor league player for three years. We hired a, a business marketing business development director uh, who had actually run his own teams in Pennsylvania. We hired a food and beverage director who was overseeing food and beverage at the Four Seasons in Las Vegas. So I spent the first 12 months really building a, a great group of people um, who were excited to do a lot of things at the ballpark. And, you know, some of the highlights of what went on in 2017, we sold out two games. Uh, the Ironbirds had not sold out a game since early 2015. Uh, together, and we can talk more about this later, the club was able to donate over $125,000 in cash and in-kind products to Harford County-based 501c3s. Um, our Cal Ripken Senior Foundation was able to donate $25,000 to the Aberdeen Police Department. So a minor league baseball team, and I, I think I mentioned this to you, Bob, about a year ago, a minor league baseball team is really only doing its job if it's doing three things. First and foremost, it's selling and marketing tickets to families. It's helping local small business partners grow is number two. And then third, and arguably most importantly, we are the most civically engaged, active, visible, do-gooder in the community. And I know we've hit on number three. We've made significant strides in one and two. And I can't wait for the 2018 season because we've assembled a great group of people. Um, we're just here to make our fans happy and make sure Hartford County is having a great night at the ballpark all summer long. Well, I'm I'm near and dear. Three of the 501c3s that you've helped out, and Mary could talk about this as well, are very near and dear to me. And in addition to the direct funds raised, uh, the, the value to these three organizations of uh, what you've done to raise their uh, to raise their profile and educate people, uh, th tens of thousands of people who have come out to the games about their mission and what they do is you can't put a, a number on that. I would and I would agree, Matt. I think you you have done so much um, with the team. I was super excited to get my package for renewing renewing our tickets, and I have lots of ideas of gifts that I want to do this year. Um, but and you make a difference to the local nonprofits and to the library too, and to many of the groups that you've worked with. Thank you. The exciting part about it is, I have to say, as being a, a parent and grandparent, is my granddaughter. I took her to several of the games, and um, it really is so accessible for the kids and the youth in this county. That that she got to see up close these superstars in her mind playing a great game, having fun while they're doing it. But she also got to see the behind the scenes because we got to see the mascots. We got to see uh, the gentleman who entertains everybody, who wears Captain the fun. Yeah, right. Captain Fun. Um, the the ladies <laughs> I want who were that up. Name. Oh, the ladies that were and and it really opened the world to her to seeing something that is top notch super high quality right here in our own backyard it, it, and it's in the community's backyard and mary everything you said i, I appreciate it, and it it's it's so true um it, it's also the most affordable night out in town you know my wife and i went to a movie 
couple weekends ago and I was dumbfounded at the $36 it cost us to see a movie on Saturday night. Um, you know, the Ironbirds are, are proud to have $5 tickets every day. We've got a five-game ticket package that costs $50 for the entire season, and we bill you five times interest-free. Costs should never be a reason families can't come out to the ballpark. And while we call it a ballpark, it's a community night out. So you may see your future Baltimore Orioles on the field. Austin Hayes, who starred with the big league team in September, was actually an Ironbird in 2016. Really? So you're seeing the preeminent baseball talent in America play live in front of you, and you're sitting in a seat for 5 or 10 or $20 that might cost you two or three or $400 at Oriole Park. Kids, if they're not baseball fans, they can play in our new kid zone. Um, the proceeds of that kid zone, a large percentage, benefit race, race against abuse mm -hmm. of children everywhere, a Harford County charity. Um, families, parents can go enjoy our new craft beer deck um, in Wright Field, drink some fresh uh, independent brewing, not great Harford County business, drink their beers on site, uh, and just have a great time. So if you're not a baseball fan, the ballpark's about great food, great craft beer, Captain Fun for Bob. <laughs> um, the ballpark uh, and, is about a whole lot more than baseball. And the t-shirt slingshot. Okay. I knocked little kids over trying okay. to get one of those. But you all left off my favorite part. Come on. What? The fireworks. Oh my gosh, they are the best ever. And trust me, I'm a Disney. I'm a Disney girl. I go to Disney all the time. I know what good fireworks are. You do, guys do an amazing job with that. Well, I appreciate it. And we we always heard from the public that our fireworks show was extraordinary. Um, we work with a company called Fireworks Extravaganza. They plan these shows, and they would always tell us that they are the best in the world at what they do. Sometimes seeing is believing, and I, I saw those shows this year, and they certainly were top-notch. Fireworks Extravaganza, though, they just won a world championship in China last week. Wow. So we are actually working with the best fireworks company in the world to do um, fireworks every Friday at Lighthouse Field at Ripken Stadium. I love it, and what I also love when we had some rainouts or other things, that you would reschedule them. It just didn't go away. You would redo it again, and you still had the opportunity to have that full experience. Fireworks will never be canceled. They may be rescheduled, <laughs> and uh, as I learned this year, we can shoot them in the rain. Actually, I was at that game. I think I was standing upstairs <laughs> with you, Bob. You gave me that night one of my all-time favorite pictures, and we watched those fireworks together <laughs> upstairs on the club level. Right. And we, it, 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 it rained, it, you know, it rained starting at like 6.30, but they stuck it out. People were hang, hanging even, out in the lobby. I don't even center. think we played the game that night. Oh, but no. I'm a big believer that if we open the gates, we have to entertain. We have a party. So we kept you hanging around for an hour or so. And, and then. As soon as it was dark enough, we launched those fireworks off. I remember looking up and getting a little rain on my eyelashes while watching uh. the fireworks. It was beautiful. <clears throat> And that's the other thing. I know uh, I'm starting starting to gush a little, but I really this this is it's 36 nights a year where you can drive 38 38 where you can drive 10 miles and you sit outside with all these people from the community, um, and there's fun, there's laughing, there's I don't know how many sound files and video files you have on the scoreboard during the game, but there's it's a very community. Um, very satisfying, relaxing, exciting experience, and it's right in our backyard, so I think it's great. The, the best part about the community embracing it this year is, you know, the Ironbirds are Hartford County's team. They're the whole Upper Chesapeake region's team. Um, but let's be honest, we're in Aberdeen, and for the first time in our history this year, uh, more 
tickets were sold in the Aberdeen zip code than any other municipality awesome. in Hartford County. Wow. So just under 11,000 tickets were purchased by folks who live in the city of Aberdeen. This See, year. I, I read somewhere that someone uh, stated that no one goes from Aberdeen. I, I can't speak to the Where do years. they get their info, do you think? I don't know. I can't speak to the years <laughs> prior to me being here, but I'll tell you that in my first season here, um, more Aberdeen residents purchased tickets than anybody else. So in a town of about 15,000, it's great to see that Aberdeen supports us, that the citizens support us, and that almost 11,000 of them were able to see Ironbirds baseball this summer. And I, I, think, I don't think you could put a number on what it means to the county and Aberdeen. Um, salaries, uh, economic activity, image, um, uh, promotion, um, Certainly, a lot of what we try to do in the county is to bring economic activity here to get companies to move here. The companies have to convince their employees to be willing to move here as well, to relocate here. And what's one of the first things they'll look at? They're, they're going to look at the cultural and entertainment um, environment in the county. And this is a, this is a centerpiece. So. I think baseball and venues like this nationally across the country have done a fantastic job generating civic pride, um, keeping people in communities, and most importantly, bringing new businesses into markets. Because when new businesses come in, population increases. And when population increases, everybody wins. It's a more cultured society. It's a society um, that has more dollars to spend. Again, everybody wins. Well, because when people come in, it's the hotels benefit, the restaurants benefit, the library benefits because we're one of the partners during the summer reading challenge. Sure. The families benefit, and and most important, I think it, it really does contribute to the bottom line for the economic health of the county. It is a draw; it's a huge draw, and it's one of those pillars of the entertainment, education, safety, all those things that we're so strong with in Harford County. Um, and you make a difference, and you really bring in the revenue, and and you provide that opportunity for our youth. And you know that's what I'm, I'm, you know, I'm passionate about supporting in that, that network and that safety net for everyone in Harford County. You know, you, you hit the nail on the head, Mary, because I think that baseball, the game of baseball itself, may not do all of those things. It's nine men or women with a bat and a ball. But minor league baseball, the Aberdeen Ironbirds, do it all. And they do it all because they bring the community together. You know, this summer alone, we were able to honor and recognize 71 Harford County public school students on the field at our games. They were able to bring their family and friends out to witness what really is a once-in-a-lifetime special moment. We were able to raise funds for the Boys and Girls Club of Harford County. We were able Amen. to bring together race, an organization that fights child sex assault, and let them tell that story because it's not an easy story to be told in a non-intrusive, fun environment. We were able to host the Special Olympics in a walk they held with the Aberdeen Police Department. We hosted the Maryland Alzheimer's Association in their Upper Chesapeake Walk. You know, time and time again, thousands upon thousands of people are able to come to Aberdeen's ballpark, Harford County's ballpark, and learn something, be entertained, raise funds. I mean, those are the three things, those are the pillars that any business in this community should be fighting to do. And we're able to do that through the game of baseball. And to me, quite frankly, that's a really beautiful thing. Our ladies, um, um, full disclosure, I am on the board now of Shar Hope Foundation. Uh, it is a recovery house. Um, and uh, it's in, in, a, in a field in which we desperately need beds for recovery. Uh, Shar Hope has helped filling that hole. Um, and 
the ladies at the house still talk about uh, the day uh, uh, they, they, uh, Matt hosted them at the game. The Ironbirds hosted them at the game. And all it took was a quick phone call to Matt. We're going to come to the game. Any ideas? Sure, we'll put them on the scoreboard, then have them down on the field after the game for photos. And the, in their living room, on the wall is a picture of them um, on the field um, with uh, Derek Hopkins and Sandy Gallian. Uh, and Matt, and they still talk about that day. Again, you can't put a, a number on that either. It was a beautiful night, and it meant so much to them. So, um, 2018. Uh, be here before you know it. Yes, it will be. Oh, I don't remind me. I can't believe that. I can't believe how quickly 17 went by. I know I sound very old when I say that, but my gosh, it just zoomed by. It, it flew, and uh, it was a good one, but it flew. Neil Young's after the gold rush will have been out 50 years next year. Do you know I saw Neil Young in concert? <laughs> just a little, just a little t- trivia. Nice. Well, you, when you, you were very young. Yeah, I was. <laughs> um, so, talk about 2018. Uh, first of all, I love those movie nights um, that you did. And uh, now, now, talk about the scoreboard, because another thing I keep on hearing is that the organization really doesn't put anything in uh, capital-wise uh, or improvement-wise to the, to the environment. Well, so I'd love to know where you heard that from because it's, it's certainly the furthest thing from the truth. Um, <clears throat> you know, over the last 15 years, the, both the city of Aberdeen and Ripken Baseball have each expensed just over $2 million in capital. Um, that's $2 million from the city as well as $2 million by Ripken. Uh, this year alone, we were able to invest uh, our dollars into a brand new HD video scoreboard. So in 2017, that allowed us to open up the ballpark for free community events. So four free community movie nights at the ballpark this summer. Uh, and really, if you're a baseball fan or if you were a fan who came out to the ballpark in 16 and in 17, you know that that scoreboard completely changed the game experience and environment. So our fans loved it. Uh, it let us be able to do free community events, um, and it was a great asset that we were able to add with our own capital to the building. And it's a great, sc- I mean, the movie night was terrific. We did, we went, may, were able to get to two of them, and it was a lot of fun. Well, and I love that we were able to help the community by inviting nonprofits like the mm-hmm. library out um, to talk to the public, to market their products and services completely at no cost. Um, you know, that's something that regardless of who operates events at the ballpark, I would hope would continue. I hope so, too. Yeah, um, and by the way, your $2 million was, none of it was, um, none of it was uh, funded by state grants. No, our, our uh, $2 million was privately funded, and, you know, through the partnership with the city of Aberdeen, 2008 to 2012, they had come to us and said, hey, we're not going through the greatest financial <clears throat> times right now. Could you help us out with some capital improvements and repairs? And we gladly did it. Great. Um, because that's a number that does, um, it, it needs to be asked. Uh, it, I hear the number that Aberdeen spent, but happen to know that a, a, a large chunk was funded by a state grant, not uh, by Aberdeen. I'm not going to ask you to speak to that, but I, I think it's important that that's, that, that is known. <clears throat> so tell us about 2018. 
So the year's coming up, like we said, quicker than any of us could imagine. And we've got some great things that we're going to be bringing into the ballpark this year. You know, we talked about costs never being something that should keep a family away from games. Um, something I'm a big fan of personally, we're instituting happy hour at the ballpark happy every hour. night this year. And it's actually a happy <laughs> 90 minutes. So from the time the gates open, if it's a 7 p.m. game, 5.30 to first pitch at 7 o'clock, uh, you're going to be able to come in and have significantly discounted soda, significantly discounted beer. I mean, we're talking two to four dollars. Bob's ears just perk. Wow, well, his ears you, did you perk think, up. You talk about Mr. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> discounted hot dogs, discounted pretzels, all your all your standard ballpark We'll have to have a keeper foods. for this gentleman That's over uh, here, Mr. We'll Bob, uh, or, the, or he uh, may think he's Mr. Fun. <laughs> you had me at. Discounted, but and then really, you really had me at beer in hey, the same I, sentence. Hey, but my ears just perked up on the hot dog. Did I also hear you say hot dog? You heard hot dogs oh, as well. I love hot dogs. So, and you've got great ones up there. So, the, so the key to that is come out to the ballpark early, and because we have you at the ballpark early, we're actually going to be doing a live pregame show prior to every single game this awesome. year. Uh, Captain Fun will be the host of that show. We'll be interviewing community leaders. We'll be interviewing some players and coaches about the game that day. Um, but we're going to make it. An experience that doesn't start at 7 o'clock with first pitch. It starts at 5.30 or 6 as soon as the gates open. It's wonderful. So, it's wonderful. Um, outside of that, we've got fireworks that will be available every single Friday. And we've got a full <laughs> promotional calendar that we'll announce in 2018. Um, I'll give you a couple sneak peeks. It is the 35th anniversary of the Orioles winning their last World Series championship. So Has it been 35 years? It's been 35 oh years. Oh, my gosh. 1983. Oh, my gosh. My boss, Cal, that was his rookie year. Uh -huh. So we have a whole slew of celebration that we're going to share for that. We have a, a plan to honor the Ravens at a game this year. Fun. Uh, we're also going to be celebrating Maryland's 230th birthday. So we kick off with opening night on Friday, June 15th which, barring a significant number of snow days, also happens to be the final day of Harford County yes, Public Schools. And we play at home Friday, Saturday, and then Father's Day on Sunday. So we've got an early start time this year for the first time. All of our Sunday games will now begin at 4.05 p.m. Awesome. Our fans told us last year, you know, they asked, why are you the only team in the New York Penn League that doesn't play until 5.30? We listened, and we've now rolled those games back on their request to 4.05 p.m., so we can get them out of the ballpark by 7 o'clock every night. Uh, we've also brought in this year for the first time, every Saturday prior to the start of the game, families, friends can play catch on our field before the game. Oh, fun. So Saturdays are always play catch on the field. Sundays are kids run the bases. And Wednesday, for some of our older fans out there, we've got our senior stroll. <laughs> so let's let everybody relive their glory years a little bit. Well, the June 15th is a great time because we're kicking off summer reading on that same time period. Okay. So uh, we'll help it's going to be a great weekend. It, there's a lot going on in Harford County. The kids are out of school that first, uh, first weekend, and everyone's going to be excited. Is there a temporary name change you can talk about that the team will undergo? Well, we will be bringing back our Aberdeen Steam Crabs. For one night only. <laughs> Last year when we announced that for one game only we were going to change the name of the club to the Steam Crabs, um, it took off. ESPN tweeted about it. Sports Illustrated wrote a full column about Aberdeen, Maryland and its ball club. Uh, national Press, we sold hats as far as Beijing. 
So that's wow. Steam Crabs logo. I still get photos from friends in New York City when they see someone walking around town with a Steam Crabs hat on. I've seen them in the Inner Harbor. I see them at Wegmans. I see them at ShopRite all the time. So we had that. I can let you in on a secret, Bob. There will be one additional name change this year tied to a big event going on in the county, but I'll leave it at that. Okay. And Let's get excited for something fun. And is this a sport-related event that's happening next summer? It, it is a sport-related event. It is a sport-related event in July. Huge, <laughs> huge, huge for the county. Huge for the county. And what it, it's a, it's well, we can't say, but this is. But if anybody has been listening to anybody, you can figure it out. It's sports-related. July, huge that we're bringing it to the county. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. It's going to mean so much <laughs> to so many people and businesses. Oh, I agree. And, that that and, really will. And um, charities in this yes. county. Big home run. Hats off, county. Uh, tourism and government and the whole business community who have been involved in making this happen and thank God we have a, plat a great platform to be a, a lot of the centerpiece for it in the stadium and the organization. Very exciting. We can't tell? We can't, we can't, no. we can't say. I, I can't give you the name yet. <clears throat> we want to we want to, um, I'm trying to think of a, a good pun here, but I'll just say that we want to get the word out with a bang when it uh, when it's fully ready. Okay, but well, okay. you can give them a clue, because the, the team we talked about that Gene Autry bought is sort of a anagram or a scramble of it. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, that is, that, that's fantastic. Um, uh, we have to talk, you know, we have to be realistic for a minute. Um, uh, you really haven't, uh, you haven't been allowed to plan for non-baseball events in 2018 based upon contractual things going on. If I hope I have it right, Aberdeen um, as will be taking over non-baseball events starting January 1st based yes, upon a contractual change they made. Yes, so um, okay. they've let us know, they've mm -hmm. notified us that as of January 1, they'll operate events, non-Ironbirds events at the ballpark. Okay. So, um, whereas this would normally be a time when you were planning a, 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 a lot more events than the ones that you added to last year. Sure. So we, um, and yeah, you really have. You no, we unfortunately we've we've had to. Um, our events manager has left the company. Our, our food and beverage staff is about two thirds of what it was this time last year, um, because we're not operating events, non Ironbirds events at the ballpark. That said, though, the key to remember is that the Ironbirds aren't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. The Ironbirds have a lease uh, to play at Ripken Stadium through the end of 2020, 2022. Sorry. Um, and then also exciting is that the Ironbirds hold an option to extend that lease another 20 years uh, to 2042. So the Ironbirds fully intend to be in Hartford County through the 2042 season, regardless of who owns the ballpark. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. That's very good to know. And what's, what, what is your payroll? Uh, approximately it's into the seven figures so minor league baseball teams you know that I, I hate to use the word minor league because there's there's nothing minor about <laughs> our business anymore outside of the guys on the field well so, if you if anybody saw what i forget the kid's name this pitcher who's going to be oh hanafi from hanafi uh, grew up in cecil county and it, it's always cool when you have kids who grew up coming to ironbirds games 
who end up being, you know, seven-figure bonus babies playing for the Ironbirds and probably the Orioles. Oh, this kid will, I mean, he's got, you know, he's... He's got some real talent. His and pop, he's one of those pitch... The last, the late movement on his pitch is just absolutely major league, so and we're he, looking he, forward to that. He literally grew up going through the, you know, Cecil County reading, library reading mm-hmm. program and coming to Ironbirds games as a six, seven, eight-year-old, yeah. and this summer had the... I'll call it the ultimate reality of getting to play for the team. Well, that, that's, that's fantastic. That so yeah, I, I, I interrupted you as far as the payroll for the whole organization. It's uh, So it, it's into the seven figures, and, you know, that's full-time payroll. But we employ hundreds upon hundreds of Harford County residents, many of whom live in Aberdeen. Uh, Aberdeen high school students often operate our concession stands during the summer. We're proud to be able to give them real-world professional experience. Uh, we've got groundskeepers. We've got operations staff. We've got full-time staff who reside in Aberdeen. So this is truly Aberdeen's hometown team. It's a hometown employer, and I think it's a great asset for the community. I agree. Amen. I agree. I Amen. agree. And, and we will, and Mary, unless you have anything, we'll end it on that and uh, take a quick break. Okay. Do you have anything uh do you have a, a no? You've. Uh, I was going to ask you if you had anything else. Uh... I just want everybody to know that the club is here. We're excited to be here. Um, we've set a goal this year of giving back 2,000 hours of community service through our 50 staff members into Harford County. Um, we've got guys with board seats now throughout the county. If it's the Aberdeen Chamber, if it's Harford Family House, if it's Harford Community Action Group. Um, if it's the YMCA, we want to be visible. We will never tell a public school, a Harford County 501c3, no. Let us know what you need. Let us know how we can help. While we might not be able to write everybody a check for $100,000, there's always something we can do for you. If we can help with exposure, if we can help with silent auction items, reach out to us. We've got a staff of people here that are excited to see Harford County grow, that are excited to see Aberdeen grow, and want to be a part of it. So the club's here, we're excited to be here, and we're excited for the next 25 years being here in Harford County. And I can just say is you you walk it like you talk it, and Matt, you've been such a great addition, and the organization has meant so much, and it, the trajectory is just straight up uh, based upon experience and actual actions uh what you you folks have done for the past year so we uh we are so looking forward to um to what else is in store from us from this uh from this group thank you Bob. that is so true amen thanks mary actually you know what we're going to do we're going to skip the break okay let's do you mind if we skip a, a library ad but I do so we can talk about the library exactly but i do want to remind folks that we are 970 wamd aberdeen and this is the harford edge oh, i'm and so I'm bad Mary at that. Hassler, co-host ceo of harford county public library and the amazing bob mumby and we're really pleased to have matt slatus here with us today from the ironbirds so, okay let's talk what do you want to talk about well the I, I i forgot one news item okay um uh, the, the Hartford County Public Library was named, I'm looking for it, the, by the, uh, well, you can tell us, Mary, by, uh, you were I named see. the Innovator of the Year, or? We were, we were uh, named, uh, this is the fourth time we've been, uh, received this award from the Daily Record, it's the Innovator of the Year Award 2017, and, uh, and I guess in the last five years we've been receiving the awards, and this one was for the 
a renovation that we did for the Bel Air Children's Department last summer where we totally gutted the whole department and then redid it. Uh, where I refer to it as Disney and Technology comes to the Harford County Library and it's an it's probably my favorite space uh, because it really is a reflection of what I believe in in working with our children from pre-birth. So Matt, you should perk up on that I, one. Yeah, to our, our seniors and it really does bring technology but it's fun. Oh my gosh, it's so much interactive learning and just fun and we have intergenerations visiting the library all the time. The kids are, and the parents are working on the rigmajigs which is an engineering thing that you put things together. Uh, we have our 3D printers, our sewing machines, our virtual reality and the most exciting part is at the Bellard uh, in our Streamworks. We have Beam, and Beam is if you've ever been to Disney and you interact in those long queues when you're waiting with the walls or the ceiling, that's what we have at the library. So it's interactive games on the floor that the children explore, and, and the adults can too. We had a uh, reception for our Outlander exhibit a few months ago, and uh, it was like when you have a party at your house, Everybody went through the exhibit, but then we all ended up in the children's room in the Streamworks playing Beam. So uh, it's it's just a lot of fun, and uh, we were really really honored to uh, receive that recognition, Bob. It was just um, really incredible to receive it, and and the reason why it's so important is that the employees, our staff, work so hard on these projects, and to do something that makes a difference, just like the Ironbirds, and to receive the recognition is just really important for them. Well, that's tremendous, and it's great to see the employees get that recognition. And I'll, I'll tell you that as a product of a longtime elementary school teacher, mom, and now a English literature professor, wife, I think any anytime we can connect kids to a, an inroad to books, we're you guys are doing your job and also serving as a community center so it's tremendous exactly. I, always, I have a list of library quotes that I, always, I read from Mary once in a while and makes her cry Aww, <laughs> it does uh, well that's great and um, I was just up again at the Haverty Grace Library and uh, tried to play in Schooner Cove but then I realized <laughs> that um, maybe I should that maybe you don't quite fit the criteria of zero to five or six no <laughs> mentally but maybe but not quite not, not if you're looking for the discounted beer <laughs> <laughs> but it's an exciting time at the library we're getting ready to launch all our holiday activities uh, we are partnering with the Opera House and Harvard Grace on December 16th we are transforming the library into the movie White Christmas the lodge oh. complete with snow making things happening oh, that's so, so it's going to be a lot of fun Santa Claus will be there or Mrs. Claus and it's a fun day for the entire family and lots of other activities going on throughout the entire county to celebrate. That's great. Well, and um, in honor of um, Matt and his wife, we're going to do a three-minute thingamabobs on, um, on kids. Aww. One a little serious, but very profound. Now, we're not going to scare them now, are we? No. Okay, good. No, well, gonna, everyone's tried that already. Yeah. We're going to give him They're advice. <laughs> it's, it's, it's two sets of advice from kids. Okay. Uh, one is more ethereal, and one is actual quotes. Uh, the ethereal is first, and it's beautiful. Um, uh, don't be too upset when I say I hate you. It isn't you I hate, but your power to thwart me. Um, <laughs> don't take too much notice of my self-ailments. Sometimes they get me the attention I need. Uh, don't forget that I can't explain myself as well as I'd like. This is why I'm not always very accurate. Um, um, don't tax my honesty too much. I'm easily frightened into telling lies. <laughs> don't be inconsistent. It completely confuses me and makes you, me lose faith in you. 
Um, don't tell me my fears are silly. They are terribly re real. Um, don't put me off when I ask questions. If you do, you find I stop asking and seek information elsewhere. And don't ever suggest that you are perfect or infallible. It gives me too great a shock when I find out you are neither. <laughs> and now some actual quotes. Um, <laughs> they weren't real quotes. <laughs> no. Well, it's just Bob's advice to me. from Bob. What is this? <laughs> this is Michael, um, age 12. Never tell your mom her diet's not working. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. That's true. Um, uh, don't pick on your sister when she's holding a baseball bat. That's from Joel, <laughs> age 10. Um, from Alicia, age 13. When you get a bad grade in school, show it to your mom when she's on the phone. <laughs> and um, when your mom is mad at your dad, don't let her brush your hair. <laughs> oh, that's probably very true. Never hold a dust puster and a cat at the same time. Never trust a dog to watch your food. And um, uh, never let your three-year-old brother in the same room as your school assignment. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, a little wisdom. Um, quotes. H.L. Mencken. Um, never attribute to malice that which... That which can adequately, adequately be explained by stupidity. And he said also, never attribute to stupidity that which can adequately be explained by malice. <laughs> um, Mark okay. Twain, never argue with a stupid person. They'll drag you down to their level and beat you with experience. <laughs> <laughs> that, I totally agree with that. And if the grass is green or on the other side, there's probably more manure over there. Probably. <laughs> Some good advice. That's very good advice. Okay. All right. So, everyone, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I think that's all the time we have for the Harford Edge. And thanks for listening, and talk to you next week.